0: Hello, my name is Dr. Fabrice Robert Lubin, and I am a clinical psychologist.
1: And I'm Rachel Wagoner, and I am a clinical therapist. Welcome to Mindful Chatter.
0: This is a place where we keep it real, keep it relevant, catching up with one another, and most importantly, catching up with you.
1: We love catching up with you, but we also love catching up with each other.
0: It's my favorite time to spend with Rachel. This is also
1: my favorite time to spend with you.
0: Because it's productive. Fun.
1: It is fun. We were just, um, hopefully, it doesn't make it on the recording. We're, well, you and Alan were trying to do kangaroo vo- or Australian voices. Kangaroo voices, that seems like that's not right. Australian voices, which was really fun.
0: It took me a while to realize how offensive it is to do voices of white people from other countries other than America.
1: Oh.
0: Like. <laughs> It's it's still kind of a you have Alan
1: if, doesn't think it's if offensive. you're not if you're
0: gonna try to do like a terrible Chinese accent or That's whatever you want to call too. that it's the same thing as doing an Australian accent like let's just keep it all let's keep it it's not the same
1: I don't disagree with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think like you know you at least go into the offense at least know that if there was an Australian person behind you and they were like I'm offended by that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, my friend Courtney, one time, she thinks she has like an amazing English accent. And there was a group of English, like Britain, people from Britain that were here. She, like, I don't know how she ran into these people, but she was like, listen to this. I have the best accent ever. And they're like, uh, actually, you sound nothing like us.
0: <laughs> so, you can accidentally offend people?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, you can. Absolutely, you can accidentally offend people. But checking in with you, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing all right. I've been feeling tired, but overall, I'm present. I'm here. That's good. How about yourself, Rachel?
1: I am not doing well today. Um, I don't even have to like check in about it. I know I'm not doing well today. I am struggling to concentrate. I have a really bad headache. I cannot turn my head to look at Alan. Alan is on my left side. And I cannot turn my head. I have to like turn my whole entire like body to actually look at him. That's why I'm directly facing you so that I can actually see you. But I'm not doing well today. I'm not doing well since this week. It's been a tough week. What's up? So, on, gosh, it must have been Tuesday night, I had one of those weird days, anyways, where you have like, an appointment and then someone canceled last minute and then an appointment and then you have a break and then you have another appointment and then two people canceled and then you have another appointment but then you also have to call your mom's friend's son about something you know I don't know it's just like a really weird day and I had promised my friend who I hadn't seen in a couple months who lives in the city I was like yeah I'll come up I'll see you I have my scooter at work so like no worries like I'll pop over she lives in an area that's I mean, it's like a, I guess a cool and hip area, but to get there from where I was was like kind of a pain. So I was just like, whatever, like I'll go over there. You know, I need to see her place. She just moved. Like I got to get over there. I've got my scooter. So it's easy to get there. I don't have to take public transit, which public transit's a pain to get there. So I go, I have a great time. But then I had another friend who like asked me to be on a phone call, but didn't tell me what the phone call was for. And my friend was like, oh, she's probably gonna to try to sell you something. And I was like, no, like, my friend's not like that. That's not something she would do. So I get on this phone call and it's like a half hour long. She's trying to sell me something. Oh, no. She didn't even like let me know ahead of time. Like, I would have much rather her been like, girl, like, I got this new job. This is what the new job is. I would love if you could just be on this phone call to support me instead of me getting on and feeling like, oh my God, like, I feel like.
0: You thought maybe it was gonna be like a. An admission of something.
1: I don't know. I thought it was me. Just like I, I literally had no idea. I thought that maybe she wanted to talk to me about my job, or wanted me to help her problem solve with something, or you know, I don't know what I thought. But then when I get on it, and I'm like, oh, sale thing for like 30 minutes out of my time. I, I don't know. So I got a little weird about that. But anyways, I had a good time with my friend, and then I knew it was gonna rain later in the evening, so it's like I'm gonna leave around 10:30. Um, because I want to make sure that I'll be able to get home and like miss the rain. So we checked the radar and then it said like rain's supposed to start at like 1045. So I was like, all right, perfect timing. It takes me about 20 minutes to get home. So I get my stuff ready. I go on my scooter. I start it up and it starts raining and it was like not anything crazy. So I was like, okay, like I'll just try to get home fast, you know? So it's probably 17 minutes exactly. So I was like, all right. Rain starts picking up and I'm like, fuck, okay. So I like try to like get under the bridges where I'm not getting like rained on too much. But the nice thing is, like, my backpack, which had my computer on it, it's pretty much waterproof. So, like, I didn't really have to worry about that. But still, I'm in the rain and it's kind of getting cold. And I really just want to be home. And I just had an off day. So I was ready to. You're like
0: that cartoon mouse that's just drenched in water with adorable eyes.
1: Aw, thank you but i literally was just i just wanted to get home it was just a weird day you know when you have those weird days and you're just like i would like nothing else than to be home in my bed
0: someone put it to me once that she found herself keeping herself so busy so she couldn't feel anything
1: mm, it sounds like a day like numbing.
0: yeah it sounds like a, a day where you had so much going on
1: and it was just so off
0: yeah, that it, it immediately you weren't able to really check in with your surroundings and check in with yourself. I wasn't oh, able
1: to, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> able to kind of get back down. And my getting back down was like home. I was like, that is going to be the place where I can take my time to like re engage, get ready for like the next day and actually have time for myself where I wasn't needing to support someone on a phone call and being sold something and I didn't know about it or having to do therapy or having to call my mom's friend's, you know, son about something. So, you know, I I just wanted that time for myself. And I needed, I actually like needed that time for myself. And
0: instead you found yourself kind of like a hobo underneath a bridge.
1: (laughs) On my scooter, like shaking, like ready to get home. (laughs) But I did find myself too, not as in the moment as I should have been, especially driving in the rain. And I have a rule where I typically won't do it because um, I just don't like scooting in their rain, so I have a scooter. I actually um, encouraged Fabrice to buy a scooter too, so we have a scooter gang.
0: We do have a two-person scooter gang. Two-person scooter we gang. We don't just do podcasts together, we have a scooter gang.
1: So basically our lives aren't completely enmeshed, it's fine.
0: We also have scooter tattoos on our faces.
1: We should not get that, but we should think about getting maybe like scooter jackets, mindful chatter, scoot club.
0: I feel like a scooter jacket is way too much. We should have scooter cardigans. That feels more (laughs) appropriate. That seems more appropriate. More appropriate for how fast our scooters cannot go.
1: Yeah, yeah, that meets us where we're at. But either way, so I was not being mindful though. I was not in the moment, in the space of recognizing the roads are going to be more slick because it's raining. I need to drive slower. I need to be more careful. I need to like take my time to get home. I will get home but I need to take my time to do it. So I wasn't doing that. I was more focused on the end goal and the end goal was getting home so that I could just like relax for a second before I had to go to bed. So I'm kind of like driving pretty fast through, um, through the streets. I took main streets, which I usually don't do. I usually kind of go, try to go back streets. And all of a sudden I'm like probably like, I don't know, five or six blocks from my place. And I'm like, okay, I'm so close, I'm almost there. And I see a stoplight, it's green, um, turns to yellow, I see it turn to yellow, and then I see it turn to red. So I'm slowing down, but the car in front of me, which I saw way in front of me, like slams on its brakes. So I either had the choice of running right into them because the roads are so slick, or I had the choice of slamming on my brakes and sliding to the side. I chose the ladder because I really didn't have any other option. I could have, like, wrecked into a tree if I wanted to. But that kind of seemed like the only choice I could make at that point. So I slammed on the brakes, hoping that I would just stop. But because the roads were so slick, my scooter slid out from underneath me. I rammed my knees into the front of my scooter, and then I rammed my entire left side onto the ground. Wow. Yeah. I was wearing my helmet, but my head, like, slammed against the cement and like my neck today in the past couple of days has been like absolutely killing me so i literally saw a car there was uh, luckily there was a car like a while back behind me but i was like really scared that if they were coming fast enough that they might hit me so i'm like trying to like scoot out from underneath my scoot because it had landed on my like left leg
0: so funny enough our last episode talked about like how your body numbs you. Oh yeah, a little bit. Oh my in, body, absolutely In a place numbs of me. emergency, my body, so can... that you could ultimately get yep. away.
1: exactly. That and that's exactly what happened. I didn't feel pain. I felt I need to get out of the road you so I don't get adrenaline. hit. Adrenaline, absolutely. Like time in that moment just stopped. All I could see was that there was a car coming. My scoot is you know on the ground on its side. I'm on my side. I've lost a shoe. At that point, you know, I've got my helmet on, thank God. And I, I, I felt, and I literally, as I was going down, I think I, I might've said it out loud. I don't know, but I literally go, Oh fuck, (laughs) literally I was like, Oh fuck. Um, like this is happening. I just kind of got to go with it. But my head hits, I kind of see this car coming and I like scoot over a little bit, but I, I didn't have enough strength because I was so scared to get all the way up. And I'm glad I didn't like rush to get up a woman on the other side of the street gets out she's got a boot on her leg which i thought was kind of so, ironic
0: yeah, so you got help by someone else who had been in the <laughs>
1: who had been in some sort of an accident and she's like oh my god are you okay and i was like yeah i i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine how are you <laughs> yeah i was like are you okay what happened to your leg immediately you know no i actually did want to know but then i was like no rachel focus on you don't focus on anybody else focus on you you're the one that's literally just gotten into an accident so I was able to get up. Um, no one wanted to touch me because they were like, we don't want to touch her if something's broken, you know? So I was like, fuck this. I'll touch myself and I'll get <laughs> myself up. You know what I mean? So I get myself up and I'm still like trying to like figure out what the fuck just happened. And there, there, there was this really nice guy who was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And this is such bullshit. I was saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Why, why was I saying that? It's kind of like that Episode from way before about how we want people to think that we're fine. I didn't want any more attention on me than I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't want people to pay attention to me. I didn't want people to help me in that moment. I don't know why.
0: It's that I think a lot of it is connected with that survival instinct. And sometimes there's a part of you that says, oh, no, to heal, I have to disconnect or end or I must do it all by myself. Right. Right. And once again, as we've kind of been throwing out there healing should be kind of a dialogue. Absolutely. Looking around your surroundings and making decisions.
1: Oh my God, I should have let people in that moment. They did help me. Like the woman made sure she's like, are you sure you're okay? Like, thank Mm -hmm. God you wore a helmet. Mm -hmm. And the guy that he like got my scooter up and he like literally held it for me as I got it back on, he's like, are you sure you don't wanna just take a couple minutes? I wish I would've taken a couple of minutes, but my head was still in this mode of, I need to get to safety and safety is my house. Mm-hmm. And I was so close to it that I was like, okay, get me there. And then there was this other guy that got out of, cause everyone obviously stops and like, is like, are you okay, you know, are you sure? Um, can we call anybody? Can we help you? And this one guy goes, you know what? Make sure you slow down. And like, it was said in a tone of, I'm sure like, Hey, like be careful, slow down. But I'm like, really, really? Of course. Thank you, sir. Thank you for those words of wisdom.
0: Is it words of wisdom was really going to help you at that moment? At that moment. It was going to heal your neck.
1: Right. It was going to help me feel better. And like, I appreciate, I'm sure he was being, trying to be kind, but that is actually stuck with me. And I like keep looking back on it, and I'm like, seriously, bro. Like, and then I get embarrassed. I'm now embarrassed that like, did I fuck up? Was yeah, it's so almost like you want to
0: apologize for having an accident, right. or making a mistake.
1: Totally for making a mistake. And I did make a mistake. I was going too fast, and I recognize that. But I found the entire next day I was beating myself up about it. Well, if I was going slower. Well, if I just left my scooter over at her house. If I just did that, then I wouldn't be in this place. But what good is that doing me now? That's not going to cure my neck hurting or my really badly scraped knees. So that's, that's we, not going to happen. So
0: to check in with you in this moment, because I, I love the whole story, um, the piece that I want to kind of gravitate towards is, what do you think it is about going to that place of maybe that that distraction around and kind of you entering into that space of, well, what should I have done? What should I have done? What should I have done? How, what are you maybe avoiding or escaping is it a way to get away from the physical pain and the physical discomfort is it a way I think to... it's a
1: judgment I think it's a judgment more than anything I don't think I'm trying to escape I think I try to escape by reengaging in making sure I'm going to work making sure I'm doing the things that I need to do I like emptied the dishwasher when I got home what the what the what what the what like I didn't in that moment instead say I just got in an accident, maybe I should go clean my wounds, make sure I'm good, I distracted them that way. But I think by now coming back to it, it's more of a space of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm living in this space of judgment and it's not allowing me to heal in some ways. Because I'm like, you should have done better, Rachel.
0: This sounds like a random tangent, but your whole story made me think of the movie The Revenant, when Leonardo DiCaprio gets attacked by a bear. (laughs) And so there he is getting ripped apart by this bear. But just imagine after the, you get like ripped apart by a bear, then you just start to judge yourself for like what happened. Like, man, I sh- maybe I shouldn't be camping out in the woods. Maybe I shouldn't be around bears. Maybe I shouldn't cover myself in honey. Right. These are things that maybe you Maybe really- I shouldn't
1: ride my scooter. Honestly, a thought came through my mind of, "Well, I should I should probably sell my scooter." And then I was like, "No, I love my scooter."
0: So here you are like in the face of your values and the things that matter to you, and you made a simple mistake that anyone in the world could make, right? but you automatically go into label, judgment, evaluation. Mm -hmm. And that kind of takes you away from looking at the description of the story. What can we learn? Mm -hmm. What can we gain?
1: Exactly, because I think that I judged those things, but I was able to learn from them and remind myself, okay, Rachel, you do have a rule about riding on the road because the scooter tires are so small and slick that they are easier to slip on the pavement. You have a rule about driving on the road and that when it's like raining. So, why don't we kind of stick to that rule? And if you do feel like you have to move your scooter for some reason, even there's Lyft and Uber Uber everywhere. If you do feel like you have to move it, then go slower. So, it's things that I'm absorbing for sure. But
0: what I hear too is it's interesting. Yesterday, when you told me the story, you told me not to tell anybody about it.
1: I don't want anyone to know
0: so the like i'm really hearing like the extent of you wanting to kind of avoid learning from this and being honest with yourself like you were really in it yesterday oh for sure
1: and even today i wore pants today i literally had on a really cute skirt but in my really cute skirt you could see my bandages on my knees and my legs i didn't want guests to see that i didn't want other people to see it i didn't want people to ask me about it same with when i like got in the actual accident i didn't want anybody to help me and that's kind of fucked up again like that's fucked up why don't i ask people for help in processing this i did i did reach out to my therapist and i said hey i'm really having a tough time like i just got into this accident i'm i'm okay but i'm having a i'm okay physically other than a few scrapes Mm -hmm. but i'm not okay emotionally and i feel like i really want to process through and work through this she didn't have anything open until saturday but I did reach out to someone in that way where I felt like I could be vulnerable, but in terms of other people in my life, I didn't really want them to help me. I don't know why. I called my mom even, who's one of those people that I go to for help, and immediately I was like, Mom, I just want to let you know, just in the beginning, I am okay. I'm prefacing this to let you know I only have scraped knees. I'm totally fine, okay? Let me just go ahead and say this. I slid on my scooter. The scooter's fine. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Wow. I literally said it at that. I just imagine,
0: just like a wall, so that people can't can't scale it. They can't see you. They can't touch it.
1: I didn't want to be vulnerable in it because I'm already vulnerable enough in my healing, that I didn't even want to open up
0: more. You know, resonating within that story of like just injury and not accessing help, it reminds me of when I was doing my practica. We I would go down to the south side of Chicago, so it was like off of like 63rd and Western, and typically speaking never had a problem never an issue um i would go there maybe two or three times a week i had never been accosted never been bothered by anybody and generally speaking the neighborhood to me felt relatively like comfortable um and was vibrant yeah on a particular morning i came out of my um, office and it must have been pretty early in probably late probably early July, late June. And I observed that there was like a group of like maybe 15 to 18 year olds, like guys just kind of standing across the street. And I thought to myself, immediately flashed in my mind was, why are like there a group of like kids out there? Hmm. And then I was like, oh, school must have let out. So whatever. So
1: didn't think anything. Didn't think
0: anything of it. So I crossed the street over to their side. And then I noticed, and this comes from like as a person that was continuously bullied as a kid. It's like you kind of have like a sixth sense for when people are watching you or wanting to kind of fuck with you a little bit. And so I kind of felt this feeling, that, that, that sense of, of apprehension and dread as I'm walking down and they're far away enough from me that I was like eh, there's nothing that's going to really happen. There's a, am just going to dip into the Dunkin' Donuts anyway yeah. and you know, life will move on. So I'm walking, I go into the Dunkin' Donuts, and then I notice that they passed the Dunkin' Donuts that I was at and they went a little bit further along. Sure. So I'm just thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, Fabrice, you're ridiculous. Why would they just
1: pass by? Yeah, like like, why are you creating all of
0: these like stereotypes of danger and thought? And I'm going through like all of these things in my head.
1: You were heightened because you've have been messed with before as a kid so that makes
0: sense yeah and but you know it's also like as you get older and you see so many like I mean I I was questioning like internalized racism I mean like literally just doing all kinds of shit so I'm in the Dunkin Donuts and I'm getting this coffee and I'm like well if they were going to mess with me and this is something Alan and I have talked about before it's like sometimes as a guy every now and again and maybe it's not just guys so I'm not going to say that I'm going to preface it as, as a human um Sometimes as a human, you find yourself thinking to like, if this person were to bother me, what am I gonna do? (laughs) Like, so sometimes you play out like fight scenarios in your mind. So I went through this entire fight scenario of what I was gonna do. I was like, Did you
1: kick everyone's ass in that scenario?
0: I always win in my fight scenarios in my head. I always win. I figured. So I had created this you fight scenario. You did like scenario. some Jackie
1: Chan moves. Well, and, like, not
0: even no, because like I'm not Jackie Chan. Oh. I do realistic fight scenarios. Oh, okay. Realistic fight Sorry, scenarios. I thought it went realistic, to like, the
1: extreme. R-
0: this isn't MMA. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is just regular Fabrice, <laughs> who's like 130 nothing, like skinny as hell, with no muscle mass except what it takes to get me up in the morning. Sure. That's just literally what my muscles are. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, well, if these guys were to have messed with me, I've got this hot coffee from Dunkin Donuts. Oh,
1: actually, it's smart.
0: Right? And I'm going to like throw it on them and then I'll like stick them in the face. Yep. And then like I'll run, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my whole fight scenario. That's your plan. That was my plan. It's actually
1: not a bad plan.
0: Thank you. So... I get out of the Dunkin Donuts You should have got go- another
1: hot coffee just to say just to be, I'm sorry. That would been the Rachel. You know.
0: That would have that would've been the that's the most Rachel thing. I want to yeah. say that to all of our listeners. That is the most <laughs> well-planned Rachel thing. Two coffees. Grab two. Double coffees. Just in throw case. one and the one to drink later.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so I only have one coffee. And I come out and I notice that they they had moved a little bit into the park, parking lot and I was like, "Oh shit." I'm just gonna go across the street. Mm, mm -hmm. So I go across the street. Now they're following me. Oh no! Now I'm really feeling like. So then I notice that there's another guy coming who is across the street, and he's coming in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So he's moving towards me. I'm moving towards him. And then the other guys start waving to him, like. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why they're going across the street, or like, because they know this. Yeah, they know this guy. Mm, Okay. So another guy runs up past me to meet up with that guy. They kind of like shake hands or something and I keep walking past. Once again I'm like like, oh man, that was weird. You know? Yeah. So I take a few more steps, suddenly I hear some steps behind me, and the dude just literally punches me in the back of my head. What? Completely. Like so like I just I tip forward and I think what saved mm. me from completely falling was the fact that I had sensed that something yeah. was gonna happen. Yeah. So I was so able to actually catch myself. So similar to you in that moment, everything like slowed down, and I literally like looked at him, and he was just like, like he just looked like the slow motion animal, and I was just like, uh, uh, and then I like had this coffee in my hand, and I was like, and I just kind (laughs) of threw it at him, and then I could see the shock in his face because I don't think anything had gone down like he anticipated now at this moment. So he's now really upset. So he charges at me, and I was able to get him into a headlock. And I know that Western is like a busy intersection. So, like, I'm trying to drag them onto Western. And I used to be uh, what's called like a mental health tech in Florida. It's called a behavioral health counselor here. It's basically an old, old, new name for what's called an orderly someone who works on like inpatient crisis units. So literally those instincts come in yep. and I'm doing like what's called like crisis prevention injury, so like yep. CPI, CBT oh, stuff. I know CPI. So like I'm literally holding up in this headlock. TCI heavy, is yeah, what I know. You know it.
1: I know TCI. So there I
0: am, putting him in this like restraining headlock, not right. hurting him, and I'm literally saying to him, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Please stop. And he's just like throwing his arm shoulder up, hitting, like kind of like jacking me in the face. And yeah. I'm just like hitting like head, like I'm just like, stop, please. please. And like eventually, like I let him go because there were all these cars. And it's what's crazy is I don't think he realized like it was dangerous for both of us because I dragged him out onto the, the road so that somebody would see stop, us. Stop, yeah. And I was like, at that moment, I felt like I could have like either taken us both in front of a car or done like if I wasn't like as controlled right. as I was. So eventually I let him go. He breaks free and he like scampers back to his group. Then one of the other members of his group who's just like this dude who's like 6'5 and I'm 5'10. He's just just wearing a wife beater and just looking like he plays basketball All every day. He's like Jack Every day. Like yeah. that dude was just working out because he wants to be in the greatest video of all time. Of course he like, does. Yeah. And he's ready. He's
1: so he like basketball. comes up to
0: me and he's just like, he's a, like coming up to me, not even charging, just pure confidence. And I'm looking at him and I'm just like,
1: like striding I don't over. know
0: what I'm going to do. So I was like, the only thing left I to do was just to go full on crazy. So I just went full on crazy. And I just looked at him and I was like, okay, motherfucker, let's go. You want to go? Let's go. Mm. And he just mm-hmm. looks at me and he's just like, this isn't worth it that's literally what he said to me and he just walked away (laughs) like just like that and then they just all run off (laughs) and i just the adrenaline just like hits me my heart starts racing and i'm just like shaking and like people now had stopped at that point and they're like are you okay we saw the whole thing like what was that what happened
1: holy cow and i'm
0: just like uh i don't i don't know they tried no to idea. like jump me and and then like a police officer eventually comes out of nowhere it's weird where police, like, I don't know if they felt like they were waiting in the bushes, just waiting for like, cause literally like. They didn't like, want
1: to intervene. Yeah, you know, They like, wanted they to were let like, it play let's, yeah, out. Let's,
0: let's see how this nerdy guy gets beat up and then we'll come.
1: And then <laughs> like, we'll, we'll do yeah. something about it. Cause
0: like, he was just like, are you okay, sir? Like, do you want to like file a police report or anything? And I was like, against who? Against like, who, yeah. Like a group of, like a group of Do you want to
1: maybe try to go get them instead yeah. of like stopping and questioning me? <laughs> yeah. like, you saw this, so.
0: So I go back into my office and I literally went to my supervisor and I was like, uh, hi, I just got jumped. And he's like, oh. And he was like, well, do you, do you want to end out your day? And I was like, well, I got like a couple more assessments that I should do. <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. So you did the same thing I Right, did. and he,
0: my supervisor, I remember he just looked at me and he was like, you need to go home. Mm. And I was like, no, no, I think I'm all right, you know. And I realized as I was like, I left early, but as I was leaving, I realized like I started to like almost like really, really have a freak out Mm. because I had to go back outside again. And then I was like, well, what if they come back? And what if like, and then my mind started playing all of these other like alternate scenarios. Like what if these people had taken it to a next level? What if they had been able to knock me down? What if one of them had a gun? What if one of like and like so now so over the course of that next month, I would say, I was really acutely vigilant of any group of men of any kind, Wrigleyville, anywhere I was. And I would have like my heart would race and I would immediately go into like this fight or flight mode constantly. And what's really like I think what I want to put out there for our audience and you know to relate to you is that feeling still hasn't gone away completely Mm -mm. so it's like the the event of it still continues to erupt like if i see like a group of men i'm still like uh what's happening over here and i literally flash back almost instantly to that moment
1: oh my gosh any bump that i feel in the road i'm like i'm going down i'm going i'm going down (laughs) i was luckily able to get back on my scoot two days later but like even getting back on it i was like honestly I don't know if I'm ready to do this. I kind of just wanted to see what it would be like. But yeah, I, I noticed even before I got back on my scoot the next day, it was raining really hard. I was flashing back to that exact moment that it happened. I was flashing back and like remembering all of it. And my heart would race. And I, when I was riding the scoot today, like I stopped breathing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not even breathing right now. Like my heart's racing. I'm not breathing. Maybe I need to take a deep breath and maybe I need to not the scoot just for a couple days let her be let yeah. her marinate she'll be fine but she's good by the way just for in case anybody was worried Badina is her name and she actually doesn't have a scratch on her she is a trooper
0: the scooter that I have is named Clementine so Clementine,
1: Clementine. and Badina they are the best of friends But I think this goes to a lot of different things that it's important to be aware of. Like I, yesterday I was really irritable. Today I'm pretty irritable. My head hurts. Like I just don't feel good. I feel very disconnected. I feel, even in sessions this week, I have been struggling to engage in them. And I hate that. I wish that I was able to pull more out and be more excited and engaging and, and, and helping people discover. But I'm really disconnected um and it's hard to get reconnected
0: yeah well there's that that feeling of that takes over for me I was angry Mm -hmm. I mean I was angry with the whole world yeah I was angry that these these guys had attacked me when it's like I go to in my mind I was like I go to the south side of Chicago to help like I'm there to like be like helping a community. I'm there to be like a change agent. I'm yeah, there to heal karma points. Yeah, like or something should insulate me or protect right. me from something. Yeah. And that that feeling was like dominant in my my worldview and something I was just angry with everybody and I was angry that that men attacked other people and men attacked women and men attacked me and and I would never attack anybody.
1: Right. And that and there was just, you know, aggression in the
0: world. And I think it it's like you were saying like yeah, there's an aggression in the world and I'm not above those types of accidents just like similar to you like no matter how carefully well thought no matter how carefully well intentioned you are in some ways like you're not insulated from anything in that sense doesn't even exist there's a woman recently who's been trying to reterm, um and i, I i'm blanking on her name she's trying to reterm the phrase safe space and instead calling it a brave space because she says that safety is just really an illusion. It's not something that's actually achievable. There's never, you're never safe 100%. No, you're not. You can choose to be brave in certain moments.
1: Oh, I love that. I literally just got
0: chills. I hope it didn't hurt your neck. No, a little bit. (laughs) I'm fine.
1: (laughs) After an accident or after something traumatic happens, we are much more hyper aware of I even the other day my side is sore and I notice a bruise so I'm like hyper aware of pains in my body and I'm like oh my god I've got internal bleeding this is it I'm done like I'm done for I'm sure I don't but I think I would feel much worse if I did have internal bleeding but I think that we're much more aware of what's going on for our bodies and also around us in the world too
0: there's that there's that thing that I I heard you said that you did that I really want to emphasize which is you know after something like an event an accident or you're attacked or any sort of traumatic response that you're having it's so important to allow yourself time to recover yeah and to demand that recovery Mm. from our support systems including our jobs including our personal relationships because I think that by I think often we find ourselves doing what Rachel and I do, which is that we're like, well, we should just be able to just keep soldiering on. Mm-hmm. But what that's doing is it like, literally is prolonging the healing process right. and it's delaying what we need to address. Right. We need to be able to, as a society, say like, hey, like, when shit goes down and people are hurt, it should be expected that you're given time to recover and process it. You're allowed to do that. P- fuck productivity right. for a moment. Whatever product you're trying to create, unless you're like an ER doctor and even in those cases I would say even as a as a person who's working with a lot of trauma, we still need those times and spaces to recover from the things that we do. Absolutely. So just jumping back into that work, it's this isn't this it's not healthy Mm-mm. even in war zone situations people aren't going to recommend well you know after like that id like blast that you experienced go back into it no like you got to take some time away to allow yourself to recover
1: and heal from it mm-hmm.
0: and once again you know it's like time isn't a real thing so you know looking at some of the things we've gone through there's no way to say that okay well now i should be over this experience
1: sure. and i think that You know thinking about it more and also giving this um advice to myself it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to talk to people about it and help to process through it of course like i'm in a situation where no i don't want my guests to know about it i don't want to go through it and i don't care for them to know because that's not what therapy is for again like we talked about last week it's not them coming into therapy and therapizing me that's not how it works right so I don't care to let them know, but with you letting you know because you have a scooter, and I know that you've wrecked Clementine once before.
0: I did. It was the first day, and Alan was on the back with me, oh, so we we, geez. we experienced that accident together.
1: Well, it's so scary. But I would sh- I shared it with the people that I'm close with to help to process through. But no, outside of that, I didn't want people to know. So it's fine too if you have a traumatic event that happens to you and you have those safe people to share with, then absolutely. But if you kind of hold it all to yourself, that can become very much a burden.
0: Wonderfully said.
1: So this has been episode 17. Um, it is about accidents and trauma responses. We haven't quite come up with a fun, catchy name. So I don't know. That's that's up to you, Fabrice.
0: Uh, I I will think of... He's our creative
1: thing. bone. Yeah. He comes up with some good stuff. I think
0: I'll just call it slip and slide.
1: Ooh, okay, that's actually Into what recovery. happened. I literally <laughs> just cringed because that was traumatic for me, but that's fine. So Alan is still the producer of our podcast, as always. If you want to check out his music, it is at soundcloud.com/slash Vibes. We have a website, mindfulchatter.org. We had recently got a review from the website. Um someone had mentioned how much they appreciate our podcast and that was so wonderful for us to hear we really really love that people are listening and that they feel like a lot of this is creating a spark within them and um you know really speaking to them so it's so amazing and we would love to hear from anybody else if you like this please let us know please let us know of topics that you want us to talk about please submit reviews on itunes we're up there as mindful chatter we're also on soundcloud.com slash mindful chat. And you can give us hearts and reviews on there. So that's fun. And we're on uh, Twitter as at mindful chat. So uh, if you have any other things you want us to talk about, head over and send us an email to mindful chatter podcast at gmail.com.
0: This has been mindful chatter.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Bye.